first thing that we need to do as young people is demand that we get the space to speak out, that we get the space to have our voices being heard and uh, generally being included in the overall process. You're listening to What Do You Think? A podcast by the Youth Leadership Hub of the HCD Exchange. On this podcast, we share the stories, triumphs, challenges, and learnings from young people who thrive at the intersection of human-centered design and adolescent sexual and reproductive health. The stories that they share are fantastic insights and guides on how advocators, implementers, program designers, and funders can meaningfully engage youth in their work. Get ready to meet today's young leader. Thank you for listening to What Do Youth Think? My name is Aidan Bafakadu, and I'm the current HCD Exchange Youth Integration Associate. I'm based in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. And in today's episode, uh, it features a conversation with Elazar Brahanu. Elazar Brahanu is a young leader from Ethiopia. He is a fifth year medical student at Black Lion Specialized Hospital. He serves as the youth council in the Talent Youth Association. He also has other engagements where he engaged in Rotary International as a Rotractor and World Youth Alliance, as well as International Federation of Medi- Medical Students Association. He is a human rights enthusiast who is passionate about issues related to sexual and reproductive health and rights, as well as meaningful and inclusive youth participation. Hi, Elizar. Thank you very much for agreeing to be part of uh, our po- podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself and your engagement. Thank you, Adam. First of all, I would like to thank you for having me in your podcast. So uh, my name is uh, Elizar Brahanu. I'm a 23-year-old young person living in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. I'm uh, also a fifth-year medical student at Tukuram Bissa Specialized Hospital. And in my uh, voluntary engagements, I serve as a youth council uh, at Talent Youth Association. I also have uh, involvement in Ethiopia Medical Students Association, uh, Rotrak Club of Fanos, as well as uh, World Youth Alliance. So this is a little bit about me. I'm uh, very much passionate about sexual and productive health, as well as meaningful and inclusive youth uh, participation. You have a lot of engagements. And that's very inspiring for a lot of uh, young people. You serve as the um, as a youth council at Talent Youth Association, and can can you tell us a little a little bit more about your engagement there and what your roles and responsibilities are? All right, um, thank you for this question. So, uh, as a youth council in Talent Youth Association, we uh, participate in uh, all of the projects that TIA or Talent Youth Association does. Um, as a youth council, we represent the youth and we give our input in the project, starting from the designing phase up to the implementation and even monitoring and evaluation. We can also uh, come up or uh, design our own projects and uh, implement them under Talent Youth Association organization. In addition to that, uh, we also have a little bit of decision-making power within the organization. One of the main uh, core elements of Talent Youth Association is meaningful and inclusive youth participations, and that includes giving uh, young people decision-making power. So we also have uh, that uh, influence in the organization. What actually inspired you 
what was your motivation like when you first joined Talent Youth Association? And how did you even come hear about the opportunity there? Um, okay, so um, before my involvement in Talent Youth Association, I was uh, involved in a project called SHIBA, or Sexual Health, Sexual Health Education for a Better Awareness. And the reason I joined Talent Youth Association was because of uh, their work on sexual, or should I say our work on sexual and reproductive health. As a young person who's mainly affected by issues related to research, I've always been passionate about uh, this topic and I uh, was doing a little bit uh, activities to address the gaps in this field but uh, having learned about uh, what talent use association does with regards to SRH I was very much interested in that was why I decided to join the organization so yeah that's it. You said that you're a fifth year medical student at the uh, Gorambesa specialized hospital the um, Gorambesa is the Amharic word for Black Lion Specialized Hospital. And how do you actually manage your time? I know that uh, being a medical student, it's a very uh, uh, tough thing, especially regarding with time management. You have to like dedicate uh, most of your time at school. And how did you even have uh, the time to participate in different activities and how did you manage that? So uh, the thing about uh, time management uh, with regards to young people is that we generally have the time no matter what we are doing. We actually do have the time. We just uh, choose to spend it either in entertainment or uh, some other uh, activities. But once uh, you know your passion, once you know that you want to work on this thing, you generally find the time for it. So, uh, yes, being, being in medical school takes uh, a lot of time and uh, a lot of effort. But once you learn that your passion, your passion also extends beyond medical students, you also find the time uh, and the energy to do those other things. I actually agree with your uh, point because if it's something that we are passionate about, we always like find the time to to do things. I think this is also an inspiring um, point for other young people because I do believe that there are other young people in school and they do want to engage in other activities, but they're they're scared that they they will not dedicate their full time either to, to their studies or to the other activities. You also engage in Rotary International as a Rotractor, as well as World Youth Alliance and the International Federation of Medical, Student, Medical uh, Students Association. So uh, are the things you do in these different organizations interrelated? For example, do they all work in the SRH area or do they have like different working areas? Uh, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more of your engagements regarding these different organizations. All right. Um, so uh, my engagements with uh, IFMSA or International Federation of Medical Students Association or as well as Ethiopia Medical Students Association and uh, World Youth Alliance, they are mainly centered on human rights. Um, so uh, my work on in Talent Youth Association mainly focuses on sexual and reproductive health. 
uh, in rights, SRHR, but uh, in those organizations, I get the chance to broaden uh, my uh, reach, so as to speak, into a broader uh, concept. The, I'm, I also define myself as someone who is a human rights enthusiast so and a human rights defender. So uh, in any opportunity that I get, I try to do things to answer or to make sure people's human rights are being uh, or people are exercising their human rights. So my work in IFMS and World Youth Alliance are mainly con- uh, centered on uh, human rights. And uh, coming back to my points earlier, that uh, I also had engagements in this organization before I joined TIA or Talent Association. So the, one of the reasons that I joined Talent Association was because it has it addresses specific uh, human rights, sexual and productive health and rights. So yeah, the, my works are kind of uh, interrelated and uh, my engagement in a road track is uh, mainly on the right to health. Uh, we mainly work on projects related to health and uh, related to that kind of area. So uh, yeah, they are inter- interrelated and uh, the the networks and the connections and the resources I gain from one organization, I bring to another. So yeah, they are kind of supporting each other, my role in in these different organizations. Yeah. Could you please tell us which uh, issues from the sexual reproductive health should be more addressed, especially in regards to Ethiopian context? Thank you. The thing about uh, sexual reproductive health issues is that, uh, as you have mentioned, there are a lot of them and they mostly interact or intersect uh, with each other. But, uh, for example, if we're speaking uh, for on gender-based violence or harmful traditional practices such as uh, female genital mutilation, uh, we can easily uh, prevent them or we can at least decrease their uh, prevalence by giving sexuality education to the population. So they are kind of intersecting, but uh, if I had to pick uh, a couple of issues that uh, to focus more uh, on my work, I would have to go with uh, uh, first gender-based violence and uh, female genital mutilation. Uh, They are very much still prevalent in our uh, country, so they need to be addressed and I also focused some of my work on this, uh, especially on gender-based uh, violence. But additional to that, um, the use of contraceptives, especially among adolescents in use, uh, there is a high demand for contraceptives, but at the same time, there is less uh, supply as well as consumption among uh, young people. So that is also an issue that needs to be addressed because uh, if people or if young people are not able to access contraceptives that leads to unintended pregnancy which leads to uh, uh, early early pregnancy uh, as well as abortion and stuff like that so uh, this is also a very important issue that needs to be addressed but I've as I've mentioned already earlier the solution to most of the SRHR problems that we are facing is sexuality education or uh, in our country's context, uh, education for health and well-being. If we educate young people about contraceptive use, they will use it. So they will ne- need to have, uh, they will need to be exposed to unintended pregnancy as well as uh, unsafe uh, abortion. So uh, there are a lot of problems, but 
Problem-wise, I would focus on uh, harmful traditional practices, which includes GBV as well as FGM, but uh, uh, and the contraceptive uh, issue is also another uh, problem that we are facing. But uh, when coming to the solution side, I would focus on mainly se- sexuality education or uh, education for health and well-being. What do you think is young people's role in? And like trying to create solution for the problems that you just stated. To answer your first question, is it important to engage young people or uh, should young people have a role to play uh, in this uh, sexual reproductive health field? The answer is obviously yes. Uh, it's not only important that we engage young people in these issues. I think it is necessary, mainly speaking that since uh, many of these problems are affecting young people themselves. I think it's, it is necessary, not only important, but it's crucial. It's necessary to engage young people in the solution, uh, in the aspect, in the solution aspect of uh, these issues. Um, and uh, to answer your second question, how should young people be engaged? Uh, first of all, I, I believe that we young people also have the responsibility to demand uh, for our representation in uh, these issues. We shouldn't wait for adults or for other people to invite us to work on SRHR issues. We should uh, start working on them ourselves. There are a lot of associations, there are a lot of organizations, uh, youth-led organizations that we can use to work on issues that matter to us, including sexual productive. So uh, the first thing that we need to do as young young people is demand that we uh, get the space to speak out, that we get the space to... Uh, have our voices uh, being heard and uh, generally being included uh, in the overall uh, process. Um, the and another one after that is uh, there. There needs to be uh, an effort to meaningfully engage young people in all of the stages of the program designing. Uh, let's say we're working on a project that works on GBV. And we need to include young people starting from the designing phase. Their voice needs to be included. Uh, and when we implement it, we, sh- we need to use young people uh, or we need to include young people in the implementation process as well. So uh, how we can include young people is in each stages, meaningfully engaging them, as well as uh, we should also give them decision-making power. This means not only in projects and programs, but also at the country level, at the ministry level. Uh, when we're, uh, for example, uh, our country's Ministry of Health is devising uh, or revising the next five years adolescent and youth health strategy. And uh, as a young person, I've had the opportunity to participate in that. And uh, speaking, uh, uh, take... Uh, Including young people in these kind of platforms is also another step that we can take to ensure young people's uh, participation uh, in the in the overall sexual productive health field. So they need to be included in the projects, of course, yes. But more than that, they also need to be given decision-making power, not only uh, specifically in one activity, but also nationwide in anything and all things that affect uh, their lives, including sexual and productive health and rights. As Elizar, as a young person, how do you actually define meaningful youth engagement or meaningful youth participation? And uh, during your engagement, uh, have you had the chance to actually meaningfully engage in your different activities? 
And do you actually think organizations, especially here in Ethiopia, actually, do they actually exercise this concept? And if they if they do, maybe you can share one of your experiences where you, you have actually felt you've been meaningfully engaged. MYP is a relatively new concept uh, in Ethiopia for some organizations using MYP tool for a very long time, but it might be a relatively newer concept to other organizations, but um, it is is being exercised in our country. Uh, At least right now, there is the initiative to include young people in uh, different levels, including at the ministry level and at the higher level. There is the initiative, which is is a big, big step uh, for us young people. But... uh, there are still some problems or some issues that need to be addressed. For example, uh, for before I go into that, let me first, first answer your first question and define what MYP really is or what MYP means to me or how I would define it. So uh, f- uh, in Talent Use Association, we have this tool called uh, the Flower of Participation, which basically describes uh, meaningful use participation in, in all of its uh, components. So in order to say young people have been meaningfully engaged in uh, whatever it is that we are doing, first, they need to have information. Young people need to be informed about what's going on. And uh, secondly, there needs to be a freedom of choice. Uh, you cannot force young people to participate in something that they don't want to participate in. So uh, they need to have uh, the freedom of choice uh, or the yeah they need to have the will to choose uh, what they're participating on the third one is that they need to have a voice their voice needs to be heard their input needs to be considered and we need to really give them the space to express their voice another one is that uh, uh, participation uh, clearly yeah, well we they need to be participated in whatever it is that we're doing. The final one is that we, something that we, especially in our country, we neglect or kind of forget is decision-making. If we don't have decision-making, we don't really have a say. And if we don't really have a say or if we don't have a voice, we don't have uh, engagement or participation. So these are the five components that we usually use. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in order to ensure meaningful use engagement, there needs to be a demand from young people also, not just from adults, but the young people should take the initiative and demand that they be included or they be engaged meaningfully in uh, whatever it is that we're doing. So having said this, uh, and uh, coming back to my uh, earlier point, there are problems. Yes, there are initiatives. Uh, there's the interest from a lot of NGOs as well as uh, governmental and non-governmental bodies uh, to include young people. MYP has become a trend uh, in Ethiopia. But while that is true, there are still some problems. There are tokenism-made manipulation. So, um, for example, uh, there is uh, some meeting about young people and they would say, we need young people. So uh, we are usually invited, so we go, but we are not given the opportunity to express our voice. We don't have a voice. Um, sometimes we don't even have the information about uh, what the meeting is about or uh, any background. But yeah, uh, the main reason that they have called us to that meeting uh, is that to say they have included the young people. So this is uh, tokenism. There are still tokenism and manipulation, but uh, 
but there is still a good thing. Yeah, the, these are still some things that need to be worked out. Um, sometimes young people are not uh, given the opportunity to do something because uh, most people, some adults think that we don't have the capability or we don't have the skill to do things. Uh, there are some uh, gaps like that. But overall, mm-hmm. there is a, an initiative, which is a good thing. And uh, uh, we young people, especially um, speaking for myself and uh, my fellow uh, youth council members at Talent Youth Association, whenever we do get the opportunity to represent young people, even if we do not get the chance, we demand it. We uh, try to represent young people and uh, have our voices heard. So. Overall, that is the how where we are on the context of MYP in our country. There is an, an initiative which is a very, very good thing, but we still have a very long way to go before we say we are meaningfully engaging young people in Ethiopia. Can you please um, tell us your thoughts about human-centered design? If you've ever had the experience working on projects that use the HCD approach or maybe if you've heard, if you've also heard about it from other organizations? So my first contact with the concept of HCD or human center design was actually uh, about last year uh, here in HCD Exchange. Um, after that, I oh, found the concept right? to be, <laughs> yeah, I found the concept to be very interesting. So I did a little bit digging and uh, yeah, so I kind Can of have share with us when exactly you've heard about the HCD and in which type of event? Um, So if I'm not mistaken, uh, last year HCD Exchange had a a bunch of uh, panel discussions and uh, online uh, sessions on International Youth Day or uh, the whole week, I'm not sure. Uh, Yes, we, we had an event that lasted the whole day and we're actually happy that you had that you joined in one of our sessions. Yeah, I'm happy as well. So yeah, that was it. Was then that I first heard of the concept of human-centered design, and uh, uh, in that uh, webinar or meeting that you were sharing uh, the experiences of PSI Ethiopia on human-centered design and uh, uh, in one of their projects which I found was very interesting. So it was after that that I decided to dig in more about the concept and try to learn as much as possible about it, uh, especially as someone who went, who uh, wants to or who plans to design projects to uh, address the actual or the real needs of uh, young people, specifically speaking. I found that this concept could be really useful. And so that was why I did uh, some research on the concept. So um, coming back to what HCD actually is, uh, or what I think it is for me, is that it's basically putting your beneficiaries at the center of your project. Whatever it is that we are designing, uh, we have to put our beneficiaries at the center. We have to address their actual needs and not just our opinions of what their needs are. So... Um, I personally speaking, I kind of uh, find uh, this HCD concept related to meaningful use participation, uh, especially the uh, for me since I uh, tend to work on young people. Since my beneficiaries are young people, putting young people at the center of the 
uh, program or the project or any activity that I would be designing, uh, which is following the HCD uh, concept, is meaningful means meaningful engaging young people. It means uh, having their uh, giving them the chance to express themselves more meaning uh, voice, um, giving them the information they need to participate in the project. So. I related to meaningful use engagement or meaningful use participation. Uh, and uh, yeah, I found it to be a really important and a really uh, interesting tool that I am definitely planning to use or uh, yeah, in my engagements. That's actually nice to hear. And you're actually uh, correct because uh, HCD approach can be used in different areas and in different organizations. And when we come to the SRH uh, world, uh, especially for the um, ASRH or for the adolescent sexual reproductive health, um, when we use the HCD approach, we are actually we we are actually putting the young people at the center. So we let the solution come from the young people that we are designing for. So um, I actually agree with your idea uh, of you relating it with meaningful youth participation. So if we're Designing a program for young people, uh, meaningful youth participation can also be um, as one key element for using the HCD approach. Because uh, if we are using using the HCD approach, we are putting the young people at the center, and um, we're just facilitating and letting the actual solution come from the young people that we're designing for. Is there any? message that you would like to send for other young people like yourself who would want to engage in different activities and they either don't have the time or don't have the courage and do you have any advice for them on especially young people working in the SRH area uh, for them to actively engage like yourself? So the message I have for uh, the young people like myself is that first, we have the capacity uh, to make an actual impact, that to make a, an actual change in our surroundings. So uh, first is that we need to know that. We need to know that we are capable, despite what uh, people may or may not say, despite whether we are believed to have the capacity or not, we do have the capacity and that we can actually uh, make a change. So that's the first thing. The second one is that as young people, we shouldn't wait for other uh, people or for adults to give us the opportunity to participate or we shouldn't wait for uh, others to give us the stage. We should uh, demand it. Uh, or even if we don't have the stage, we can have. We can make our own. We can create our own platform. There are a lot of organizations that we can use uh, to work on things that matter to us. So uh, we just need to find our passion. We need to know what we are passionate about. And if our passion is uh, adolescent or use sexual reproductive health, there are a lot of platforms that we can use and they are available to us. We just need to be committed and we just need to know that we actually can uh, make an impact. So the message I have is that we can use can, <laughs> use do and uh, use make a change in our world. Thank you so much, Elizer. That was an amazing conversation with Elazar Brahanu. We spoke about different engagements in different organizations. 
and his passion towards sexual reproductive health and rights, as well as meaningful youth participation or meaningful youth engagement, and a little bit about the HCD approach and time management. My key takeaways are as a young person, especially a young person working in the SRHR area, we have to actively participate in issues that matter to us or that concerns us most. We have to make ways on our own. We don't have to wait for adults to give us the opportunities, rather we have to make them ourselves. And we can actually achieve anything if we set our minds to it and we are capable of making changes. Last but not least, it's also possible to balance school and our other engagements by managing our time effectively. Thank you very much for joining us.